today is the 19th of October <coughs> and um, today has been a public holiday actually so no work <laughs> so I had more time to focus on myself that is focusing on God essentially God lives in us. So when you focus on when you focus on yourself, it means like you're focusing on your growth with yourself. And through growth only it's only possible when you know God. Like truly growing involves you knowing God. And that sort of subject of the message today it's about spiritual growth growth you know growth is as we say it in this world growth is natural everybody grows everybody keeps growing every day whether we feel it or not growth occurs Growing from a child to an adult, the only real place we take note of, like we realize that oh, growth is happening, is from inside us. That is like based on our knowledge, based on what how we think, and that's not even the same for everybody because some people still don't realize that growth occurs. They don't even realize the need for growth growth occurs irregardless but not like totally irregardless physically growth growth happens even when we we don't take note of it but the thing that makes us grow we have to be intentional about that one for example um, human growth physical body like physically growing growing from a child to an adult or from a baby to you know that teenagers and all that for you to grow you know they always tell us you have to eat to grow so in this physical world for your physical body to grow you need to add more nutrients to eat you need to eat you need to eat good food you need to eat food essentially you need to eat food for you to grow because when you eat more nutrients are added to your body and then you know it shows outwardly your body increases in size and in shape and all that even in the instance of plants when you plant something plant a fruit or you plant a tree you plant anything corn or whatever when you put that seed in the ground you need to keep nutrients is what makes that plant grow and nutrients nutrients that enables the plant to grow is found in the soil so you have to be intentional about putting that seed in the ground because if you don't put that seed in the ground and you just leave it like just try it just keep a, a corn a corn seed or whatever seed just keep it on a plain surface like on paper or whatever 
on dry paper and see nothing will happen that corn will never grow that seed will never germinate but the moment you put that seed in the ground it starts to grow so it means that in the ground the seeds have the necessary nutrients that enable them grow and we have to be intentional about putting that seed in the ground meaning that we are believing and we know that there is nutrients in the ground that makes the seed grow so we put that seed in the ground so that it grows and it germinates so growth occurs when those nutrients for growth those things necessary for growth are put are added to it adding is important because if you take away it is no longer growth it is like depreciation and depreciation also is a form of growth not positive but negative so you see that everything grows whether positively or negatively growth happens growth occurs and it all depends on the things you add the things that make that growth possible you add them to it and then that growth occurs so it is same with our spiritual lives also for us to grow spiritually and it has been stressed the apostles and um, people who wrote the bible the scriptures it's they kept mentioning in the especially in the new testament they kept mentioning grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of christ so for growth to happen spiritually you need to increase in your knowledge of god and at the end point you see that at the end of it the important thing is um, still taking us back to our sole purpose of creation our purpose is relationship with god so our knowledge of god is what makes us grow spiritually and for us to increase the knowledge we need to go back to the word of god through the knowledge that is how we gain the knowledge of god through his word then the holy spirit gives us understanding and it becomes the word of god so for us to grow spiritually for us to grow as christians we need to add more of god we need to add more of our knowledge of god we need to keep growing in our knowledge of god that is how we grow just like how physical growth happens also but so that there is no confusion the growth spiritually is not like we are babies you know let's just please let's use our imagination now <coughs> so that we can understand this perfectly when i mentioned growth physically it was like from a baby to an adult you see so it's like you're a baby at first then you become an adult so the process is adding those nutrients to yourself so spiritual is like when we receive Christ we are like babies so we need to now start eating food for us to grow and you have to start from milk as a baby you start from milk you 
take breast milk then before you can start chewing on your own then you start eating solid food so we need to first start with milk we start with spiritual milk then we grow and then we start eating the main food so you see that most the reason why most christians don't grow the reason why most people don't grow spiritually is because they don't follow the process of growth you know we just want to get from point a to z quickly but people say from a to b i mean <laughs> so we just want to grow from point a to b immediately we don't know that the pro- the reason why we are even able to reach b is because of the processes in between a and b so we need to follow the process just like how you plant a seed and if you don't do those processes in between where you nourish that seed and you give nutrients to the seed and the plant you will never get the fruits from that plant so if we want to grow spiritually if we want to reach the point where we see results in our life we need to add those nutrients we need to do the work essentially we need to do the work so we need to keep on adding to the knowledge we have but we have to first of all start from milk i'm mentioning milk because you can't just start eating solid food as a baby you have to first of all start eating you have to first start with milk so we have to first start with the major the foundation the major foundation about god's word the major foundation about our salvation in god and i was reading today in the book of second peter second peter verses um, let me look for that verse so that we can share it also so it's in second peter no first peter chapter 2 and verse 1 and verse 2 starts with like newborn babies it says like newborn babies you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation so this is just telling us now that you first of all have to start from the spiritual milk you have to start from the foundational truth you need to crave it you need to start from there and even in verse verse 4 it tells us the foundation it tells us the very foundation even though it does not put it plainly like that but if we look at it critically it is telling us the foundation of it all literally verse 4 says you are coming to christ who is the living cornerstone of god's temple he was rejected by people but he was chosen by god for great honor (coughs) so we see that literally christ is our foundation this is Christ who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. The cornerstone is a very important part of the building because without you laying that foundation, without you laying those cornerstones, there's nothing you can build upon. So if, 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 no matter how you do it, you have to first of all start from the foundation. You have to start from the cornerstones 
these four cornerstones you have to first of all start from them because they are what lays the whole foundation for what comes above and after so we need to first of all accept this cornerstone he was rejected by people but he was chosen by god for great honor so christ is our foundation we have to start from christ we have to start from the foundation of knowing christ so that is our foundation as christians and that process of knowing christ starts from where we understand that the purpose for his coming and who he is the purpose of his coming was to give us eternal life to give us salvation to give us right standing with god to give us relationship with god he was taking us back to our real roots was taking us back to our purpose of creation why we were created was for relationship with god so he had to first of all take away that sin barrier so we have to understand that christ has taken away our sins all our sins he's taking them away if we don't lay down these foundations it will be hard for us to grow onto other things because we will still be grappling on with this foundation because it has not been laid properly and the whole building will crumble when we reach to a certain point because we've not first of all understood the foundation we've not first of all understood why we have been saved why we are christians we need to understand why why we call ourselves christians we need to understand what makes us a christian what makes you a christian what truly makes you a christian it is not by going to church or by paying your offering or paying tithes or the main why why are you a christian what makes you saved what gives you right standing with god it is what christ jesus so that is the first foundation we have to lay we have to start from that foundation and understand that christ jesus christ is the reason why we are saved and why is he the reason because he was the sacrifice that gave us the right standing with God. For the wages of sin is death. So, for our sins to have been paid for, death had to occur. Not human death, not the death of animals. Those were just a shadow of Christ to come. And has come. So, Christ was the atonement for our sins. He was used. God used him to pay for all the sins that we had, that we made. And even the ones in the future, he had to pay for sin completely. Because if we, you know, people, or should I say Christians, they always put this idea in their head that you always have to keep on um, asking God for forgiveness. And just so nobody gets me wrong, asking for forgiveness confessing your sins are two different things receiving forgiveness and confessing your sins are two different things when we received Christ we received forgiveness for our sins also so our sins have been paid for because if you only paid for the ones in the past how about the ones we are going to do in the future who was going to pay for them so Christ paid for all sins. It was not just the sins we did before. It's not the sins you did in the past. It's even the sins that you were going to commit. He had to pay for everything so that you can have that right standing with God at all moments. 
every time we have right standing with God because we have Christ and because Christ paid for all sins, not some sins, but all sins, both past, the present, and the future. He had to pay for all sins so that you can have right standing with God at all moments. So, we need to understand this. Understanding this is very important because it is the spiritual milk that we are taking. When we start to renew our minds and understand that we have, our sins have been paid for, it takes away that condemnation from us. So that when you do wrong, you don't condemn yourself because God does not condemn you. There is now no more condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation. God does not condemn us anymore. But let us not forget that we are not only dealing with God here on this earth, but we are also dealing with the physical part of life. So God does not condemn you, but this world will condemn you. I mean, what I mean is, God does not condemn us for our sins, but there are laws on this earth that if we do not follow, condemnation occurs. The law has condemnation in it. The law always punishes. The law always has punishment on it. That is why God had to take away the law and give us His grace so that we are free from punishment and causes of the law. And now we receive what? Kindness and joy and peace. And all this as a result of Him just forgiving us and giving us mercy based on His grace, based on His love, not because we have to do something. So, the part of the law that works in this earth here will still condemn us. So, you know, if you go and do wrong, if you go and commit murder, for example, God does not condemn you for that murder that you've done because Christ has paid for your sins. But this world will condemn you. And even as you are there in jail, as you are rotting and suffering for your sins, suffering as a condemnation for your sins, God will still be there in that prison with you. And telling you that what you need a, you need to live a good life because it profits you. It profits you here on this earth. Not with him. Our good works can you know just like how our doing good did not save us when we were in our sinful nature before we received Christ. You had a sinful nature. Your good works did not make you not a sinful man. Just the same way now, our good works is not what makes us righteous. The reason we are being righteous, the reason we are made righteous is because of grace. Because of God's grace. Because God has given us mercy. Because he has paid for all our sins. And now he has given us right standing with him. In the book of Colossians, he says, We are blameless and holy and without fault in his sight. Colossians chapter 1, I think verse, verse 13 or so, I'm not sure exactly. But I'll put that down when I remember. But, so, God sees us as blameless and pure. So, this is the spiritual milk. This is the first thing we need to understand. This is, this is the foundation we have to lay. We have to understand that sin is no longer an issue with God. He has paid for sins already. He has completely paid for it. 
when we do not understand this this spiritual this spiritual milk this foundation if we don't get this foundation on our, in our heads if we don't understand this it won't allow us grow for we go forward it won't allow us grow because we will still be holding on to our sinful nature we will still be thinking that god sees us as that person we used to be and it won't allow us come to his presence with confidence and with the assurance that we have been made right with him now and he listens to us regardless of what our life is here on earth he regards to us spiritually true worshippers must worship in spirit and in truth so he sees us in the spirit he does not look at us physically our physical lives here affects affects everything we do here and our spiritual lives there is not affected by what we do here because even at salvation what really changes is our spirit it is not your body it is not your soul spirit body and soul we are a spirit you are a spirit you have a soul and you live in the body the main you is the spirit part of you just like how in james it says the spirit just like how the spirit the body without the spirit is dead so faith without works is dead so your spirit is the real you it is the life-giving part of you it is what god breathed into us he said he breathed this, the breath of life the breath of life is that spirit that was what he breathed into us our spirit is the real us that is who we actually are our soul is comprised of our will mind and our emotions and our cons- and our conscience also is part of our soul so our thoughts our emotions and our self will it all come it's all in our soul you know so many people don't have this understanding because we always like to say um, we, we are saving souls you want to see a soul saved it is not the soul that gets saved it is the spirit that is saved it is the spirit that changes our salvation but the spirit there what we have in the spirit is not made manifest physically unless we change the way unless we change the way we think unless we change the soul of our state this the state of our souls i mean sorry unless we change the state of our souls that is why in the book of romans paul tells us that we should be transformed be transformed that is be changed be conformed become a new person by the trans by the renewal of your mind that is changing the way you think be transformed by the renewal of your mind so we need to change the way we think then our bodies will now change because everything that affects our bodies in this physical world happens through our soul so our soul is like a tap a tap head so it brings out what is in that tank and what is in the tank at salvation when you become a christian what is in that tank you now is the spirit the fullness of god's spirit the fullness of it like fullness of it so we have everything that we need 
for to live a godly life we have it all inside our spirit god has placed it inside our spirit already but it is not made manifest in this physical world unless we change the way our tap is unless we change the way our mind is unless we change the way we think that is why spiritual growth is as a result of the knowledge we have it is not that our spiritual growth our knowledge is not like our knowledge is creating a new human being a new spirit in us our knowledge is only unlocking what is already in our spirit to us and knowledge is in the soul wisdom is in the spirit so when you read you know when you read you gain understand you gain knowledge what you're doing is gathering knowledge but when you for you to understand it is a different thing from knowledge wisdom is different from knowledge so when you apply that knowledge when you use that knowledge you have that is when it becomes wisdom that is when it makes manifest and becomes wisdom so knowledge is just it's just information essentially that is what knowledge is knowledge is just information but when that information is understood and applied applied it has to be applied application is very important you have to apply the knowledge you have for it that understanding you have for it to become wisdom on your path i saw this post the other day on after school i think and the lady made a comment on that they were talking about um, knowledge and wisdom essentially and they were like knowledge is um information and when you understand it when you use it in your life they were like trying to say that wisdom is learning from other people's life and applying it into your life and this lady made a comment on that and she was like it doesn't always have to be that we we um, go through it she was like seeing other people's life and uh, and learning from it is also wisdom and i was like no that is still wisdom that is still knowledge i mean when you just look at somebody's life and you learn something from it you learn you understand that oh this person was okay take for example someone who is jailed for doing wrong okay you understand that this person was jailed for this wrong but if you don't apply the caution you don't actually apply the caution of not doing what that person does and you go and do it still with the understanding that you knew that that was what took that person into the prison it is useless to you so you see that you have to apply it for it to be complete and become wisdom so we need to apply these things we learn from god's word we need to apply the knowledge the understanding into our lives for them to become full and become the actual wisdom of god so we need to understand that our spiritual growth starts from our understanding of who we are in Christ of what we've gained in Christ of who we actually are in Christ and growth only occurs when you add more to it so you need to keep adding more of God's word into your life for you to grow spiritually for you to unlock those things that you have within you spiritually so essentially today's lesson is growth growth is affected growth is only possible when you keep adding more to it
when you keep adding more nutrients when you keep adding more of god's word to your life you grow spiritually so just like how the physical world works where by for growth to occur you keep adding for growth to occur you keep adding for you to grow you keep adding more keep adding more of that thing that makes you grow keep adding so that is the lesson for today essentially god is trying to tell tell us that for us to grow we need to keep adding more keep adding more keep adding more for you to grow spiritually keep adding more even when you do not feel it because we always like to go by our emotions we like to be like we need to feel it you must not feel it you just have to know you have to know it so even in instances for healing take for example for healing for you to become for you to reach that fullness where you know that no sickness no plague shall come near your dwelling for you to reach that point where you know that nothing no sickness can enter your body because of what christ has done you have to add more of that knowledge of healing to your body you need to add more of the scriptures that tell you about the healing you have you need to hold on to something you need to keep adding more you need to keep trying to understand that thing when christ tells us that by his stripes we have been healed you know at the first glance of it you just look at it and just go away and you will not completely understand what it means that by his stripes you have been healed but the more you walk in that verse the more you walk in that healing the more you keep focusing on that verse and you keep adding more of it to your life you keep telling yourself and you keep reminding yourself that by your stripes you have been healed then you grow spiritually that is when growth happens spiritually and as you grow you start to experience those things for yourself you start to experience that oh by his stripes i have actually been healed and you go to other verses and you see where christ has been healing people in the in book of in the book of matthew mark luke john you see that christ was healing people and all of them were healed he keeps telling us that all the people who came they were sick were healed all of them were healed so we see that healing is actually for us healing is for the children is the children's bread so you see that god actually wants us to be healed no plague shall come near your dwelling he didn't just mean it as a joke it was actually true that in him no sickness can affect your body and that is actually true but for it to actually come alive inside you you have to apply those things the word tells you and the word tells the word the book of mark even in matthew also and in luke there's this there's this um, story about the fig tree where jesus cursed the fig tree and its whole the whole tree withered up to the roots and they were passing by the next day and his disciples were like jesus look the tree that you just cursed the tree you spoke to has withered and you know it was like they were surprised and jesus told them that let us read that verse particularly in Mark 11:24. Mark 11:24. Mm-hmm. Well, let's start from 22. 
see what God tells us here. Let's just take note that in this particular verse that we're going to read right now, are where the whole principles of faith has been laid down for us. The laws of faith, you know, everything has laws. Everything, every activity in the spiritual and physical world have laws that affect their outcome, sort of. And sometimes our full understanding of those laws are what restrains us or not allow us to see God's word in complete action. So here, Jesus Christ laid down the foundation for faith. He laid down the principles and laws of faith. So let's read verse 